this doesn't make for very good podcast radio, but you had this awesome like Boba Fett style uh, thing that hung off the neck of your guitar. That was your old. It was your old strap. Yes. It, so now it's still that, there. It's, it's still, still there. I'm just. There. I'm just offering this for for uh, the audio pleasure of of mm-hmm. you dear, of you dear listener. Um, oh, thank you. And there's all these awesome buttons on it and it's like one of these things where like ah pups are dogging it. Oh, I had your is... old uh, radio show once oh, on. Is... It's still the same ones that it's always been. It's Left for Dead. I put it on there before uh, Jason passed. The Stooges, a Chongo Malo one, The Love Me Nots if you remember them. Yes, I remember The Love Me Nots. Division of Laura Lee. I did like that album. An Alkaline Trio one. Uh, one NPR one. Amoeba Records. This is before I lived in Los Angeles, so I still like idolized Amoeba. Yeah. Necronauts. Necronauts, too. Awesome. Yeah, check oh, that that's, out. Oh, that's that is one. an awesome one. Yeah, and then Pups Are Dogging It, your old show, and then yeah. uh, Pissed Off Panda. Some Frank. Oh, some Frank. Frank gets some love again. Yeah, um, well, I mean, there's also uh, the Pissed Off Panda sticker on the front of my guitar. Yep. yep. Misfit and then sticker. there's... There's the, the Crimson Crimson Ghost for Misfits and then D Boone. Punk mm-hmm. Rock was whatever we made it to be. That is one of my favorites. And then the other thing too is see this one. Got those, it from my quad. Sorry to sorry to keep cutting you off. <clears throat> no, that's fine. Uh I was just gonna offer that you put it in the exact same place that Mike Watt puts it on his guitar. Yeah. So well he also a, handed it to me. So that yes. was like the thing. It's like I got it from the guy. You got it from Mike Watt, but See, dear listener, Aaron is a detail-oriented individual, if you haven't figured this out. And he put it on his guitar in the same body location that Mike puts it on his. Like, I'm saying Mike, like, I know Mike Watt. Mike Watt is, like, one of my, like, all-time, like, favorite, like, heroes of all time. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so, uh, so that's, it was hilarious because I just assumed that your, the strap that you had all that stuff hanging off of was, like, sort of, some sort of, like, like battle like sort of a, a battle accoutrement that you would just add to be like a badass like punk rock acoustic player right but i think the origin is that you played so much with that that it wore out right it's like yeah it wore out strap right? it broke in the middle of a show and uh hell yeah i'm trying to think i did get another strap for it eventually but yeah, I played like the next little while with it. But I still had that strap. You know? I mean, that's my first guitar strap I ever had. Your strap still... that you had was awesome too. It was one of those seatbelt buckle ones. Yeah, I love the seatbelt buckle one. Yeah, I wonder where the fuck that is. Super awesome. If, if love... you ever tried to cut a seatbelt, trust me, you are in for a painful, painful endeavor. Like seatbelt stuff, like is like is incredibly durable. So like having a seatbelt strap for your guitar strap is like. F you to buying another strap ever again. Also, not meant for an acoustic guitar. No, not at all. <laughs> it definitely was. Uh, it's an acoustic guitar with a lot of attitude. Yeah. So Which I mean, fit the act. It really did. Yeah. No. And and like, uh, I just I I don't know. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. And then you would you were one of the only acoustic acts that could play with other rock bands. Like I like that was the so that was when I got like. Uh, super pleased because then you started doing like more of the like house show stuff with other people, like the Andrew Jackson yeah. Jihad thing. That was super awesome. And uh, yeah, I loved it. I always, I always wanted you and Hardcore Bill's uh, um, Matrix Two, The Legend of Curly's Gold band to play on the same bill, but that never happened. So yeah, that would have been great, but those days are gone. Those days are gone. Those and days are gone. 
And hey, you know, that's all right. What's crazy is that a lot of the people out here don't even know I play guitar, let alone there's like guitar stories about me. Yeah, there's like tons of guitar stories about you. I mean, uh, uh, and then the other thing too is you've got like, so you're not it just feels like, like two separate lives. Well, it is. It, I would imagine it's like two separate lives, right? Well, and it's not like you're just like the, you know, like, oh yeah, I can possibly play guitar. Like you're like super fast fingers, like classical, like guitar, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, well, you were talking about this with uh, Jeff. Uh, what's his yeah. name? Jeff, uh, is it Revis? Tony Revis. Tony Revis. No, that's okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, I was close. Uh, but the mm-hmm. fast fingers, right? So, yeah, got fast fingers. Fast fingers. It's from uh, from all guitar playing. Hell yeah. So if I could, I mean, yeah, like that's the whole thing is that if I, uh, Boom. you got it. You just got to learn it. Yeah. Well, I did not learn it. You and I were in a Ween cover band for about two weeks. Um, do you remember that? I don't remember that at all. That was when I was trying to learn how to play bass. Uh, oh, and, that's right. And so I taught and, you a couple Ween bass lines. Yeah, you taught me some Ween bass lines. And then PJ, <laughs> you and PJ, you and me were going to be in a Ween cover band. And then I never got like, I like, <laughs> I like never got any better than I was after like the second night that you showed me Ween bass lines. Uh, and then I think B- PJ ended up, I think maybe he moved or I, maybe that was when he got married. But anyway, <sighs> he he's disappeared a couple times and come back a couple times. Yeah. But I was like, I was like somebody, somebody was asking for like fun, you know, like stupid fun facts about me. Right. And I was like, I was in mm-hmm. a ween cover band is one of my like. <laughs> <laughs> what a cheap little thing that was. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. I forgot cheap. about that bass. Yeah, yeah that was you, Justin. Dude. That was Justin He's, Lilly's bass, right? It was like his loner bass, and then yeah, do you still have he, it. Yeah, I don't have it. He he needed it back, so I gave it back to him. Oh, good. Yeah, that's good. He uh, was it recently or was it like back then that he gave? No, it, it was back? it was back then. It was back when I lived in Pirate House. Oh, perfect. Can you explain to people the Pirate House? Um. Okay. So I moved into a house that was on Sixth and Tyndall, and it faced the university. And it had of Arizona, this, the University of Arizona. Yeah, sorry, the university, but uh, yeah, University of Arizona. Um, and it was directly across at the from at the time uh, the two biggest dorms, and, uh, and it had this giant picture window. And when I was moving in, I was like, I said to the, uh, my buddy J Matt, who I was moving in with, I was like, we got to put a pirate flag in that front window, and he's like, sure. And so then. I like went, <laughs> I went and got like those like 3M hooks that you like, mm-hmm. like attach to like things. And I hung a pirate flag in the front window. It was just a standard Jolly Roger, right? Like nothing like super special. You say that, but you also had a couple in rotation. Well, I did. And so then after a while I was like, well, you know, this isn't, this isn't good enough. We need to be weirder. Right. It was kind of like my blood capsules, but for sure. the house. Yeah. And and Your then duplex. I went on and I started buying flags like, uh, well, people can't see this, but this like this one uh, that's hanging back there. And that's the uh, Edward Teaches flag. People will know him as Blackbeard. Um, and that was uh, so I would I just went and found like every single flag I could get. Um, there used to be a flag and maps store on like Fort Lowell and what first. And so I bought all of the pirate flags he had. 
and then I started going online to try to find the more like obscure ones. And then I would like rotate them. Um, uh, fun thing. There's almost a flag in map store in almost every city and every yeah. city has its own flag. And that's normally where you find it. I went to the one in Burbank and it had all the Los Angeles local flags. Now is the Burbank flag good? No, a lot okay, of words. A lot of them are like not so good. They're like the steel, they're the, they're the seal for the, you know, like, like Tucson's flag is not so good. Like, yeah, I no, feel it's like, the seal and it's in the middle. It's blue and it has the yeah. seal and it has all these words like city of Burbank. And then it has like a slogan underneath it. And then there's a lot of little images within the seal. So it makes it hard to identify some of these things from a distance. Well, you clearly can't draw it either, right? If you were like a kid, you can't draw it. That's exactly. No, no kid could draw this. Yeah. That's yeah. Just, that's just crap. Yeah. It's not the Chicago flag, the perfect of the city flags. So the coolest thing to me was, this is like, this is, you know, how dumb I am about stuff is that our pirate flags got into Google street view. So, yeah, that's awesome. um, and so you could see like, you know, people like, uh, there was like people crossing the street illegally, which I loved Mm -hmm. because I would always yell about that. They were crossing the street illegally there. Uh, so there's (laughs) the first shot of our pirate flag that got in street view had somebody crossing illegally and our, uh, (laughs) so I took a picture of it printed, or I mean, I took a screenshot, printed it up. And then I, uh, I mailed it to the, um, to the traffic division (laughs) and asked if they would, you know, kindly, kindly police this matter. So, or make a crosswalk or make it a crosswalk for, yeah, just solve the problem. Yeah, no, it's just a bunch of rock hard monkey scam yeah, tactics. Andy's <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Andy's got jugs of milk to throw there. There's busier things happening. <laughs> now I had forgotten about <laughs> the jug of milk. When um, I first met Andy, I was going to his house. Said roommate earlier, J Matt answered yes. the door. J Matt is just a little pudgy nerd guy. Doesn't doesn't get anyone's business really. He's just around. Uh, I'd go as far as call him minorly obnoxious but not obnoxious enough that you do anything about it <laughs> and i was just like oh hey and he goes oh you must be andy's friend i'm j matt i like candy and action movies and tits yes. and i was like fucking sure enough dude sure enough and then he went back through like he sat on the couch and started watching like a chase scene from some movie and i was like wow that's crazy i never even asked for those facts and for some reason i went through your fridge immediately as yes. a friend does well he probably invited you to like, hey, you know, like if you want, if you want a drink, probably, or yeah, this guy, like, probably something like that. Yeah, just go get a drink. Yeah, and you had drink. like two milk jugs. Yes, that had been there for maybe two years. Yeah, complete separation. Yes, every all of Pasteur's work, yeah, put to shame. You fucking separated the water <laughs> from the curds <laughs> to completion. <laughs> it was. I've never seen milk separated so clearly before. And it didn't even look moldy in that fact. It was like the mold is already gone. It died from it. It's just water sitting on top of curd. I'm sure it smells horrendous. And then months later, like five months later, easy, you called me to ask me if I took it. <laughs> and I was like, why would I take that out of all the things to take? Because I also was the same guy that ordered a Millennium Falcon toy. Yes. And I had keys to your house. And so you weren't there. And I went inside and put the Millennium Falcon toy on top of some books and then left and locked yes. the door. Can, can then, confirm. Yeah. And you were like, dude, did you leave a Millennium Falcon in my house? And I was like, no, why would I do that? And he goes, I don't know, but there's one here. And I was like, oh, no, dude, what if somebody is going to like hit you up for money for that later? And you're like, that's what I'm afraid of. Like, <laughs> I, 
I totally riled you up when really I was just the guy that got bored that spent 25 bucks on a thing and surprised you with it, but wanted to make it a course aggressive and shocking. So, but yeah, no, so that Sims guy, you then like looked outside to be like, I wonder what happened to that milk. And then there's two broken, stinky milk jugs <laughs> in the middle of the street. So somewhere in your blackout from the night before, you must have walked outside yes. and just hefted them over your front yard. So like a week and a half later, whoever from No Anchovies, which is a pizza place that doesn't put anchovies on their pizza, hence the name, uh, on University Avenue, like one of the guys that yeah. was working there, he had been over. And like I went to get him a beer out of the fridge or something. This is this is how, again, I'm just telling you what he told yeah, me. Yeah, I like this. I don't remember and, this part. And he was like, uh, what are you going to do with that milk? And I was like, I'm going to throw it in the, in the street. And, and, <laughs> and you did. And I did. And like, so, so I have zero recollection of doing that, but he said, I went out and threw it as like high as I could and then <laughs> it landed in the middle of the street and then exploded. And then I thought that was so funny. I went back in and got the other one and threw it as well, but I didn't remember it. And then um, I want to say that like, you know, like the jugs, like they were pushed to like one side of the curb. So like, it wasn't like, you know, like, wasn't like they were just like out there. Uh, yeah. And so, so I didn't know, but, it, but yeah, I, and then when I asked you, I had literally no idea. Right. So, yeah. What a thing to steal. You know, if I did steal that, you should have thanked me for it. I it should have like, thanked you. Like, who oh, wants my like, you. science experiment? Although I did consider it kind of like a science experiment. Um, so, you know, I would occasionally, at the time, now this is, I, I would, it would have probably had its own, like, Instagram feed. Um, mm -hmm. And then we could, like, you know, do that cool times, uh, the, the time scale of, like, everything, right? And, like, do, yeah. like, we could see it settling. <laughs> uh okay before we leave i want you to yes. explain to the people what the buffet is oh jeez. um the i buffet. forget how crazy tucson is until i talk to tucson people about it and you're like this is not regular living well it's kind of like the whole boiling the frog thing right because like you think i don't know what the it's... fuck that means but it sounds so <laughs> aggressive <laughs> <laughs> well, it seems somewhat fitting, right? But the idea is if you boil a frog, if you if you if you turn the heat up too fast, the frog will jump out. So you gotta okay. you gotta you gotta slowly raise it so the, the frog doesn't feel the temperature difference like the between it and then and then it'll be too late and they won't jump out. So Tucson like, I don't know what the hell that has to do with Tucson. Well, Tucson, you move to Tucson. And, and mm -hmm. if you're like most people, you get, you don't get like a house, like kind of like in Midtown or near fourth Avenue or whatever. Right. And, and in that world, it just seems like a normal college town. Yeah. Uh, and then you go to university, right. You go to your classes and you're like, things are weird around the university is like an observation <laughs> that you make. And then, you know, like you hear the, you know, warthogs flying overhead or whatever. And you like, you're like, okay, well, you know, Maybe just, you know, things around the university are kind of different. And then when you get into, like, the Pi Allen neighborhood, which is where uh, Pirate House was. Yeah. Or I was you, Iron Horse. What's up? Yeah, Iron Horse. Which the buffet was Iron Horse, too. And then Iron Buffet was Iron Horse. Uh, and then also there's, like, the cool College Street, the 4th Ave. And so yep. the buffet is, like, 
let's see, like three, two blocks or three blocks off of uh, Fourth Ave. By the way, we didn't get to talk about Cookie Monster vocals, and I don't think we're going to. So I'm just going to no. say Cookie Monster. I'm going to have you on other episodes. Oh, okay. See, I just figured this would be like, like one and done. We're like, all right, thanks. No. Um, so okay. So then we'll just put a pin in that. But uh, we'll come back to Cookie Monster vocals another time. So the mm-hmm. the buffet is like a not a lot of streetlights walk from Fourth Avenue, right? And so you're streetlights. It's zero streetlights. There's zero streetlights, right? Not a lot of streetlights, right? So yeah. Well, and aside, right? People, oh, dear listener, Tucson is strange because it has telescopes nearby, and it doesn't want to have streetlights because it's light pollution for the telescopes. And we make the biggest mirrors in the world here, uh, and so it's kind of like a thing. So, uh, so there's there's a night. There's actually a nighttime speed limit, which is weird. You'll notice that mm-hmm. in some places. Um, so, but my point is walking to the buffet from like shant- the shanty or from like the tap room or whatever, it's a like somewhat like dubiously dangerous seeming kind of a thing uh, if you're like your average college undergrad. But the reason you do that is because the buffet is one of the strangest places you'll ever see in your entire life. And so the way I was introduced to it was uh, my friend Dave, who I lived with. I lived with Dave before I lived with JMAP. He uh, he turned 21, and I came down here for, like, his when he turned 21. He turned 21 the day before I turned 21. Yeah. And so, um, or actually, he, well, his birthday was the day before my birthday. I think at that point he was, like, 23 or, or whatever. But the buffet will serve you a yard of beer and a shot uh, on your for birthday. For free. For free. For, for free. And they also have uh, hot dogs for one dollar, which they yes. stop now. RIP those hot dogs. They don't do that yes. anymore. They're uh, hot they dogs also served, open up served in coffee filters. That's the part oh, yeah. I always love. Oh They're yeah, no, they just put they put filters. it on a bun and then they put it on a coffee filter and slide it over to you, and then they have like a little thing of condiments. But they yes. only have like one of those things. So if yes. two people at the bar buy a hot dog, you gotta like make friends with that person. You gotta be like, hey, I need some of that too. And like, oh cool, and- did you wanna? Where'd you want to put it? Like you guys figure out where you're going to sit for a bit. There's shuffleboard. But yes. the thing that they're most famous for is it's the bar that sold the most Coors Light in the nation. Yes. Because West they of the only, Mississippi. Because that's yeah, only where Coors was. Right? But anyway. <laughs> but they do that because it's the only beer they have on tap. They had a keg end. They had one of these awesome, like, a golden one. keg end. Or was it, was it golden? Oh, well, that yeah. actually makes more sense because golden Colorado. Um, so they had this keg end, and they had served the most cores on tap in the entire nation. Now, the, the other fun, like, oddity is... It by the way, that, that cores came in two sizes, a dollar yes. and a dollar fifty. Yes. So, it's, so not only was it the only thing you could get there, it was also super cheap. Super cheap. And this, and so, and thank you for that because I, I was trying to, in my head, weave a story of why would, why would college undergrads walk this scary path? Uh, mm-hmm. And the answer is, is because it was cheap. Uh, and so, it also opened up at 6 a.m. There was the only bar that opened in town that opened up at 6 a.m. And it did. So also be a rule. Yes. Or like there'd be like a line out there, like at 5 30, 5 o'clock at people. I used to live right across the street from there. I was roommates with Jericho. Yep. And all the time, if you're like, after the bars, because Jericho would work at the bars, we came over and watched a movie. By the time the movie ended, you could hear the people outside waiting oh, for the totally. buffet to open. And then totally. you'd have you have the discussion. You're like, hey, do you got anything to do today? No. Did you want to just go across the street and grab a beer before we go to bed? Sure. Exactly. 
and and like and at the time i think this is like kind of like maybe liquor law blue law kind of stuff where like you had to be closed for some amount of time like uh-huh. so like that and that was and at that time it was i think it was either four hours or five hours so i think that around that time uh was it four. five hours no it was, it was four. four it had to be four they closed it, it to well, you remember there used to be two, used to be two, and then, uh, or it used to be one. Last call used to be yeah, one. Yeah, I remember And then that. it changed to two because uh, somehow, like, like the story, apocryphal, I have no idea if this is true, uh, so I'm not going to cite any, set, uh, or I'm not going to cite any sources. Uh, the, the NFL said, we're not bringing uh, the Super Bowl back if you don't change last call. Uh, oh. So supposedly that was a pressure point for, for that. But so. Uh, God bless the NFL. I've been thrown out of the buffet. <clears throat> which is something that uh, it's I was going like, to say that I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to give away the, okay. the reveal, but I brought it up because I remember your birthday that one year. We oh, went to geez. the buffet. We'll see the other thing got, too here. We got is, to blackout. Yes. Well, the other thing is, is it's dear listener. It's clearly obvious. I don't know the order in which to tell stories. I I've now <laughs> given away. You've been doing so, great. You've so been Aaron, doing great. Aaron is a master storyteller. Uh, and, and so he's like, well, I wouldn't have done it that way, but Hey, you, you do you, uh, but now I'm just a master at critiquing my friends. That's all I am. Well, it's perfect. Right. I would clearly put up with you. Um, so, and, and to know that I might actually be invited back, like I'm, I'm like smitten with, uh, with, uh, just well, get your linear stories right next time. And yeah, well, I'll, I'll go back and like (laughs) study, uh, some Joseph Campbell and we'll get the hero's journey. Right. So, um, so we're getting Andrew, Andy blackout drunk. I don't remember. Was it your 30th birthday? Does that sound right? Uh, it sounds about right. Like there was a reason we were time, going nuts. Yeah. Well, was, we I brought think a cake in. Yeah. We it, were buying you a ton of drinks. And then Andy disappeared for a bit. And then Andy comes back. And like the bathroom has no doors. Yes. The and so there's no, no reason that you like you could walk, you could have eight people could walk in there but like we all sort of know if someone's in there or not it's not a very big bar when andy leaves <laughs> remember, the bathroom i remember this now i was like oh i gotta pee and so i went into the fucking bathroom <laughs> and the toilet was just sprayed with vomit just all over it looks like none of it made it in the toilet it was just all around the whole thing like just a nightmare that you would think would come out of a bathroom and, and uh and I was like, all right, cool. So I like went across the street because I lived there and peed yeah. there and then walked back and was like, hey, Andy, um, did you? And you're like, shh. And like, you're like already ordering another beer. Yes. And like, you were drinking a beer when you told me, shh. And then you're like, I'm going to want another one. And the bartender's like, no, no, you're going to yeah. finish that and get the fuck out. Yeah. And you were like, why? And he just so funny, like, because you fucking puked all over the fucking bathroom. That's why. And you were like, isn't that where you're supposed to puke? And they were like, you know what? Get out before you finish your drink. Just get out. Like, they were going to let you finish the drink. And then after that. Well, and that's uh, the thing is I never, that, that, well, one, I'd like to point out, I have not drank since, uh, since 2007, which, uh, corresponds to right after my 30th birthday. Oh, Uh, it must've been two months later. Yeah. It was was really, really close. Um, and then the other is even though I am laughing, I understand that making a giant mess for other people in the service industry (laughs) to then clean up is a total horrible thing to do. And I will acknowledge a nod to the bad karma that that uh, that's for sure. But I also want to point out that is where you're supposed to go to the bathroom. 
<laughs> that is where you're supposed to puke. First off, I love Andy. How great is Andy all the time? His second episode, his second home run, crazy. Uh, yeah, that is directly from the same day, same, like, I don't even want to call it the same interview, but yeah, just continued on from the last episode you heard. So good. At Leonard's, if you want to find him on anything, L-E-N-A-R-D-S, like Menards, but with an L, but not pronounced the same. Guys, love it. I do want to throw out there that he uh, he was like, hey, be nicer to J-Matt after we recorded the episode. And so I want to give a special shout-out to J-Matt for, for taking one for the team like that. Not quite fair for me to call another man doughy when I'm just as doughy as he is. You know, like, especially that time period. Just as doughy as he is. Um... But yeah, J-Matt, if you're listening, thank you. I still think to this day that it was a joke because he was eating candy. He was watching movies with chases and tits and stuff. And he was just like, no, I'm going <laughs> to gonna tell this man I've never met that my favorite things are the things he's about to watch me do, which is great. Uh, guys, it's been a really crazy-ass week, and I haven't acknowledged it at all. Black Lives Matter is an important movement. If you've been watching me on social media, you can clearly tell I'm just sharing so many things about it. I'm trying to share a lot what I'm seeing, but not speak a lot of what I'm seeing because I think this is a time to listen, you know, like, and it's a time to share so other people can take it in because no one's asked me to be like, hey, what are your thoughts on that? You know, it's like no one, no one's looking to me for this, but at the same time, there are some eyes on me. So it's like, no, guys, look at what's going on in the world. And we need a change. And change is happening. And it's great. And I'm, I'm really, I'm excited for how much progress it's all made. And I know people are like, but there's looting and stuff. But at the same time, that's how progress is made. All the peaceful protests didn't move the marker the way this has. And it's like, I don't know, like it's. I know it's very scary, but it's also very inspiring, very beautiful what's happening out there in the world, and uh, and I'm happy to be on the right side of history for it, just plain and simple. I'm sure you guys feel the same way, or if you don't, I'm sure you're going to DM me right now telling me that you don't feel the same way, and I'm fine to have the discussion. You know, like, I've had some really good discussions on it, some really bad discussions on it, but the discussion is important. And so I'm happy that we get to talk about that. The reason it hasn't been brought up on one of these interviews yet is you guys have noticed I have a history of recording these about a month earlier than I, than I release them. So I have not recorded an episode during all of this. So many of my friends are at protests. And, you know, I'm trying to build up the courage to face Corona and go to one of these protests too. I'm checking all the hours and times and it's, uh, that's the tear in my heart, but but I am 
I am trying to share as much of these protests as possible. So thank you again for listening. Please rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. Write me whatever messages you want. You know, like I'm loving, there was just a new review where someone wrote, I've had a couple new reviews this week. I love them all. I love them all. Of course, they've all been five-star reviews, so of course I'm going to love them all. But yes, thank you very much for that. Please rate, review, subscribe, share with your friends. If you really particularly find an episode funny or moving and you know someone else that would like to feel the same and you believe they feel the same, share it. You know, like, I'd love it. That's the biggest thing you can do for me. Um, Thank you always listening to me, and thank you for putting up with me. Whether I'm right or whether I'm wrong, whether I find a place in this world or never belong, I've got to be me. I gotta be me. What else can I be but what I am? I'll go it alone. That's how it must be. I can't be right for anyone else if I'm not right for me. I've got to be free. I gotta be free. Derek, a driver,